The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. This is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing, if you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know, even though he comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, with the psalmist we cry. Lighten the darkness of our hearts. We already have prayed. We've gone from penitential purple to plush rose, anticipating that God will act, that there's an answer coming here, that God will actually do something here, that he will speak and we will hear. Surely his salvation is near. How near? Near enough to talk about his gracious visitation, because that's what we've asked him to do. We don't need a Christmas card from God. Preachers called prophets sent those out for years. Come to us. Abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. The Holy Gospel once again takes us out to John. Last week we were in the company of what Mark said was everybody in Judea and Jerusalem going out and getting wet jumping in. It's what everybody did. But we're in a different crowd today. Same wilderness, same John, but we're with the priests and Levites now. Because as you might recall, John's daddy was one of them, and he's got his daddy's blood running round his bones. They want to know two things who he thinks he is, they'll ask that about Jesus too, and 
never like what he says, and what he's up to. To the question, who are you, he simply lets Isaiah speak. I'm not the Christ. I'm not Elijah. I'm not the Moses-like prophet. I'm just that wilderness voice crying, make straight the way of the Lord. I'm the guy assigned to roll the red carpet, pull the runner down the aisle. To the question, what are you up to? He responds, among you stands one you do not know. I came baptizing that he might be revealed. That's a different take on John, as different as going from purple to rose. Last week's repent has given way to among you stands one you do not know whose sandal I'm not worthy to untie. All the prophets said, he's coming. Every rabbi, too. Grandma said it over and over. And Uncle Joe, John said, he is here. Here, but not known. Here, but hidden. On the eighth day of his life, the day he was named, John's dad was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. He he prophesied that in the compassionate mercy of God, the dawn from on high was ready to break upon us and shed its light on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death. 2020 is drawing to its close. You're glad it is. Good riddance. It's been a year of darkness, shrouded in the shadow of death. There have been worse years. Though saying that is like telling a mother who's just lost a newborn, well, you know, there have been parents who have lost more than just one. One of our sister parishes in the Bronx lost 13 to COVID over a span of about three weeks. Talk about darkness and shadows. Bad enough, but then they couldn't even gather together to lament and console. They watched the internments on Zoom. We're not wired for Zoom funerals. We need the hug and be hugged. We need to weep with those who weep. We need to be touched. Peter says, be humbled under God's mighty hand, like Jesus was. And that hurts. That in due time he may exalt you, as he did for his son. Blessed Paul Gerhardt would have us sing, A while his consolation God may to thee deny, and seem as though in trial he far from thee would fly. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe you're saying with Jesus, My God, my God, why? 
it's always good to pray with Jesus, even when, especially when, we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Can you say, Thou art with me, even this year, even now? John says, yes. He says that his daddy's prophecy has come true, that the dawn from on high has finally and actually broken upon us, that we're not living in the age of promises anymore, for there is one who stands among you, who abides with you, who touches you. The priests and Levites didn't know him. They never would. But you do. And not only do you know him, you love him. Love him without ever having seen him, as the apostle says. And that's quite amazing. He came to his own, but his own disowned him. He came to you, and you believed him. You've been touched by him, thanks be to God. Though your sight is as through a glass darkly, you've dropped everything to approach this altar to have him touch you yet again. Though it be with fear and trepidation, and maybe some lingering doubts. In 1938, German pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer preached a confirmation sermon on the text, Dear Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. He told his confirmands that their faith was like the gift of manna in the desert. Either we receive it daily anew, or it rots. Every morning, he said, it's a new struggle to fight through unbelief, faint-heartedness, lack of clarity, confusion, anxiety, and uncertainty in order to arrive at faith and, like Jacob, wrestle it away from God. Every morning of our life, the same prayer is needed. I believe, dear Lord, help my unbelief. For on the last day, God will not ask you, have your parents believed, but have you? It's not always easy to say, dear Lord. But in Christ, we have learned to speak that way. For amid temptation and suffering and struggle, God has created a sanctuary for you or as the Apocalypse calls it, a place prepared in the wilderness to nourish you. His Holy Supper. Here there is forgiveness of sins for you. Here death has been overcome for you. Here is victory and real peace for you. All through Jesus. Ultimately, only this remains for you in the world, God's word and sacrament. And you get both today. You get what you need today. Emmanuel, now.
You may not get the clarity you want today, for you will always, in some sense, be looking through that glass darkly, believing without seeing. And you will keep asking why. But you do get God's touch today on your very own open palm. You get Jesus. And that is enough for you today or any day. John wasn't worthy to loose his sandal straps, but by grace he did. The one unworthy may come. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in, into you, here today. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.